Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson, the funniest woman on earth. Sarah, how are you? Not feeling that funny, Jess. <laughs> Not feeling that funny. I, like, some days you're just, like, in a really, like, romp about mood. Like, you're like, I'm ready to make some jokes. And today, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to have to, like, buy some jokes off of, like... Reddit internet. or something. Yeah. I bet the internet has very good Boy Meets World podcast about 90 shows specific jokes that we could steal. Yeah. I'm sure they do. I'm sure <laughs> there's a whole whole subreddit about it. Mm. But I didn't sign up for it. How about you? How about you? How how about you? I, I would love to know how you're doing. I'm good. Um, Our new blender arrived today. I don't believe we've recorded since the blender saga saga happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For those who don't know, which why would you know? Because literally it's like a very personal thing about my own life that I wouldn't share anywhere else. Uh, We have a blender. Our podcast. Yeah. Why not? We have a blender that we got as a bridal shower gift. Bridal shower. I have I'm a newlywed. Right. How long are you newlywed for a year? Yes. Okay. So yeah, I'm still a newlywed. A year. Mm-hmm. And we got this as a gift in August. We had not used the blender like at all Up until recently. We got on a smoothie kick. Thanks to Sarah. She recommended smoothies. And we said, okay, we're making smoothies. Will goes to make a smoothie the other night or other morning. And this thing just stops working. And Did like, no, go ahead. Did we figure out how it broke? Like what yeah. happens? So when you take, okay, smooth. Most blenders have like the blade thingy majig. And when you pull that out, there's like a base, right? So the base of the blender, there's like a little screw doohickey. And for some reason, the screw doohickey will not screw in. I don't know if it's like stripped or something, but it will not screw in. I tried like looking online to see if there was a way to fix this thing. And I was like, I am not disassembling the entire base of the blender because. Bitch, it is like three months old. Not even because like when you count yeah. the amount of times we've used it. So immediately mm-hmm. I was like, this is bullshit. I'm like returning yeah. this or what. But it's difficult because, again, it was like a gift. So a whole rigmarole with Amazon. Good news is we were able to get a refund. So we bought a new one. We bought a ninja. It arrived today. And I'm excited about you it. You don't even give the old guy the chance to no. redeem themselves. No, because the guy was like, oh, do you want a replacement? And I was like, why? Why would I want a replacement? This bitch you didn't work the that? first time. No, I did not say that that way. No, oh, no, no. Okay. I'm very nice to the people. No. I would have given the blender another shot. No, because what's going to happen is it's going to break again. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. have to buy a new one again. And the thing mm-hmm. with this blender was after when we got it, we got it for like a bridal shower gift. Again, I wasn't like planning on making smoothies or anything. But then after like seeing the other types of blenders out there where it's like you use the cup as like the blender dish, I decided I wanted that instead. So like more like a bullet like you have, like those types of blender. I wanted that type instead of like what we had was the normal big carafe type of blender that has the handle. So what do you do besides make margaritas? What would somebody use like a regular blender for in this day and age? Um, I still think you could do smoothies. Like if you're doing multiple people smooth, like smoothies for more than one person, it would make right. sense. Yeah. Um, beyond that, uh, maybe now wouldn't you use a food processor for like hummus and guac? Probably. Yeah, totally. I don't know why you need blenders and I don't know why it's like the number one shower gift in the galaxy. Like there's always yeah. like 
that old thing like oh would you get them i got them a blender or a toaster but toaster like a blender. is the other one yeah 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 i don't know either but i like the new one we ended up well i like the new one so far i haven't used it yet i almost i almost made strawberry daiquiris for the podcast um but i just didn't have my groceries didn't arrive uh, i ordered instacart so they didn't Ooh. arrive with enough time for me to do it so strawberry daiquiri sounds delicious um so what did you wind up with for your 90s nightcap then so my 90s nightcap this week is a good old uh vodka seltzer i'm using though my own is it homemade seltzer that sounds so weird to say it that way but we have a soda stream so i made orange flavored seltzer and there's vodka in it it's delicious Oh, you're pleased. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I already finished my canned wine for the week, but so now I'm just working on water because my significant other judges me when I bring up more than one drink upstairs <laughs> to my office. He's like, oh, two. And I'm but like, you yeah. You need to get like a hoodie and like sneak one into the, the hoodie pocket I, I've like tried to sneak it and he always catches me. I don't know how. I think that's on him then because he's paying far too much attention. It's very judgy. Very yeah. Judgy. I mean, he is a Capricorn. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of judgment. Yeah. And in then, them. like, I, like, half the time when he catches me, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you think that's too much? I'll put it back. Because I ruined myself once <laughs> and now I have a reputation. Yeah. But not with so. him. He does he, well, he probably knows about it, but, like, he didn't listen mm-hmm. to it. So he no, doesn't he know the No, but he saw the aftermath. Yeah. So. That's true. To be fair, I feel like Will would encourage me to have a second drink. So I think we're at opposite ends of the spectrum here. He's a Libra, though. Libras can yeah. get saucy. Ooh. Right? Love I feel the like sauce. A Libra, Libra loves yeah. the sauce. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm drinking. I'm drinking it out of our... I have to... I feel like now I, every time I'm like, okay, I got to get my my uh, wine cup. My special Shit 90 Shows taught me wine cup. And put, yep, although I, yep, I'm not a fan of the lid. Like, I don't know... People need to tell us. We need to know. When you have one of those, like, insul- I think they're insulated wine mugs is what I would call it. Wine cup. Insulated wine mm-hmm. cup that comes sure. with a lid. Do you yeah. use the lid? I don't understand the I, purpose of this lid. I use lid. You don't use lid. So 50-50. But it's, I feel like it's harder to get the liquid out when you have the lid on it. But then it slows you down, which is what some some of us need. I want need. to be slowed <laughs> I want to guzzle it. <laughs> You want to Google? Oh, Google. Google? Google? Guzzle. 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 I want to Google my dream. I thought you said I want to Google it. I'm like, okay, like we could just post a poll on mm. our Twitter or our Instagram if they use yeah. the litter or not. You don't have to Google it. I just want to know because I just feel like, I mean, I don't know why I would, I don't understand the purpose of it because on a normal wine glass, you don't have a lid. So why is it that I need a lid on this I one? I think it's for traveling, Jess. Oh. Because but who, t- if you're traveling with a wine cup, are you drinking? Because, like, are you driving? Because, like, that's not cool. Hopefully not, but that's yeah. that's your choice okay. when you have the insulated wine glass. Because the thought is, is, like, if you're home, then you're just going to use a regular wine glass. This is for travel or camping. I, okay, I can see it with camping, I suppose. And it would keep bugs out of your cup if you're camping. There we go. We solved it. We solved it. You're welcome, everybody. Babysitter detectives at it again. Babysitters yeah. Club Detectives. We solve all of our life's <laughs> mysteries. That's for sure. It's our specialty. <laughs> yeah. The, the questions that nobody want answered, nobody's asked, but I That's what we're once. here for, I think. Yeah, totally. That and recapping Boy Meets World. 
Yes, yes Boy Meets World. You want to talk about Boy Meets World? I suppose we probably should. It's um. not the it's not the uh, the Crown podcast, that's for sure. No, but update on the Crown. Last we spoke, those who didn't listen to the Dawson's Creek podcast, I predicted that I would probably be done with season three by the time we came on here today. Update: I am not done with season three. I am on episode eight or nine, so I'm I'm almost done with it. I'm not liking yeah. season three. I've had to be honest. Mm. It's oh, that's a shame. <sighs> Here's the thing: I miss Vanessa Kirby as Queen, uh, Princess Margaret. She was the best. I, I do miss her. I find it to be a slower season for myself personally. There's not as much drama like within the family, which is the stuff yes. I like. Oh it's, yeah, it's more like external drama. Um, and it's about Philip, and I don't care about Philip. Um, you, and you haven't come around to him yet? No, he's trash. Really? Literally, really? he will always be trash. Here's the thing. Oh, I don't know about that. I watched the episode where he, like, was in the boarding school and it was horrific and, like, and then he lost, like, his sister and spoilers for the crown, obviously. He lost his sister and, like, all well, that spoilers stuff spoilers for literal history. That's true. If you, I mean, yeah. So, I understand, like, I'm sympathetic towards all that happening to him, but, like, then don't send your kid to the same school that's, like, obviously not for him. Like, he sends Charles to this horrible boarding school that looks yeah. fucking terrible. Like, I just, I get why he is the way he is. Just, like, Charles, I am sympathetic towards right now, but I know he's going to be mm-hmm. trash later. Uh-huh, and it's like, yeah. well, no wonder he's trash later because no one gave him a fucking hug in his life. Very true. Who went to sleep next to the uh, open window? Was that Philip or Charles? That was, well, both of them. They both had to sleep next to the they open They both had the same window. bed. Yeah, they both did ended up at the same, same bed. same bed. No way. Yeah, they did it on purpose. It's fucking that might horrible. Be, that might be, um, that might be some, um, like revisionist know. history stuff. Yeah, revisionist mm. history. I don't know they Could the be. Bed. But yeah, so update on The Crown. I'm not really enjoying season three. I'm mainly watching it to like speed through to get to four. I am starting. We're getting a little bit more of Anne. And I do appreciate she's a bit spicy. And you yes. know I love a spicy woman. Yeah, so she's great. My fave. I, I appreciate her. Uh, Boy Meets World. Yes. We are talking <laughs> about. Let's be might Our as show. well. Uh, ten minutes in. We might as well. Um, yeah. The plays, The Thing. Yeah. The plays, The Thing. Season one, so episode this, 20. Okay. So this episode title is a, a literal line from Hamlet. So that's. Okay, That's now I why. get it. Because I was like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't get it. Okay, now it makes sense. It's a literal line. I don't know in what part of Hamlet, but it's a line within Hamlet. So that's why. That makes more sense now, I guess. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we start at the classroom. Uh, Feeney asks everyone to groan and, tell, and then after they groan, he tells them they're starting their springtime class play. And everyone groans again because no one wants to be in your play, Feeney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he tries to entice the students by saying there's sword fights and murder and skulls and ghosts and mm-hmm. Corey and, gets pumped and he says it sounds like Spielberg. Oh my god, another Spielberg <laughs> reference. I would I rather drown myself. It like seriously triggered me. It's like I'm so over Spielberg. I never want to hear about Spielberg ever again. Yeah. Because Dawson it just won't shut up. And I guess Corey won't shut up about Spielberg either I don't like it there are a lot of film references in this one episode of Boy Meets World and for a moment I was like are we watching Dawson's Creek I feel like there's so (laughs) many film references but there never was and there never will be again it's just like this particular episode was just like all in on it it was bizarre yeah um 
So Feeney hands out rolls to everybody, which is like, okay, so this is like, I thought at first this was just like, okay, like this is just going to be something within the classroom. But not only is it like a play that they're putting on for the school, but it's also a play that they're putting on for their parents. But it's not the whole play. It's selected scenes. And like he forces, you don't have to audition. You just have to get forced into a role. Right. And I have questions later about this because like, I don't understand if it's extracurricular or if it's mandatory. Like it never was made very clear. But then why was Corey allowed to quit altogether? But it's like only this class. It's not like the grade or anything like that. So it's confusing. Very Um, confusing. I obviously don't get it either. They're doing Hamlet. And like you said, Feeney's handing out roles. He makes Sean a spear carrier because he has like no lines, which I'm Uh like, give give Sean like I feel like Sean is charismatic like give him something give him some kind of a challenge you know what I mean I guess well, you have somebody that is spirit yeah carrier. I think Polonius was ultimately the right role for Sean he seemed mm-hmm. to be very proud of that role um he's the only one in this entire show that rocks a fat suit um on the yeah. daily and I think <laughs> that he did a fine job as King Polonius that is very fair. He ends up with the right role. But I feel like Spear Carrier for him in the beginning is kind of boring. Um, yes. Topanga gets Ophelia. Um, and he says, uh, you know, she does go insane. And Corey's like, what? Topanga insane? And this is where <laughs> I love when Topanga gets spicy. Because she oh, goes, yeah. if I were a less evolved person, I'd say cram it, Brillo head. And I was like. Yes, give me like Helga Pataki vibes, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is ready to like deck Corey. She's had enough. I mean, this is more than half into the school year and she's had to sit in front of this dude for most of the school year and she's just over it. He just won't shut up. Mm -hmm. I would be over it, too, if I were her. Like, I mean, I kind of I get what he's going for. Like, he can't see past her hair most days. But (laughs) which is very distracting. And I've expressed to you how annoying it is to have somebody Mm -hmm. else's hair on your desk. I would not like that. No, you just need to keep at least like a six inch, you know, distance between the front of your desk and like the back of their chair because, Uh you know. Oh, I got it. Remember how I always complain how there's too much space in between Corey's desk and Topanga's desk that you can't have it both ways. Yeah. So. It's Minka slides in, which is like too far. But as soon as right. Corey inches his desk up to Topanga's, then her hair's on the desk. So he, he can't I get win. It. He can't no, win here. He can't. Very, it's yeah. very annoying. So, right. So Topanga's Ophelia. Minkus starts out as Polonius. And he's mm-hmm. disappointed because he wants to be Hamlet, of course. Because why wouldn't he want to be Mr. Lead role? Yeah, um, Mr. Minkus is going to be very angry. I'm sure there's some oh, emails written. Emails? He probably wrote, hand-wrote letters. <laughs> hand I bet, he, letters. I bet yeah. he does, like, old, like, the crown style where, like, you have to dip the thingy in the ink, you know? Yes, the wax, yeah. Mm-hmm. The wax oh. seal. <gasps> you know that Minkus's family has, like, a family crest. Oh, yeah. You know they Oh, do. my gosh. Actually, does your family have a family crest? Uh, not that I know of. I'm sure if you go like Google Sterling family crest, mm-hmm. there is a family crest. All I know is that when Will and I were on our honeymoon, we walked into like a little Irish shop and they had a book in the back and you could look up your last name and see if it was in there and Sterling was in there. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a, is it a royal name? Is it from England? 
from what my dad told me, he said it was Scottish. It's definitely yeah. European. It's white people Europe for sure. Okay. Um, but I'm a very I'm Sterling is on my dad's side, and I believe it's like Scottish Irish uh, mixture. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom is Irish and German, so lots of white fair oh. people. I didn't know that about you. Mm-hmm. I don't have I that German, asked. you know, oh. <laughs> that German Seems- stubbornness. Yeah, it seems problematic. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I never knew. I guess I never asked your what your like 23andMe nationality is. It's just so. all Europe. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty much just a mixture of, like I said, white people. Irish, Europe. German, Scottish. Irish, German, Scottish, British. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, good mixture. okay. Very nice. Good for you. Good for you. Must be nice to be super white. Um, <laughs> I mean, Yeah. <laughs> nowadays i mean nowadays and always <laughs> um so uh so Corey gets the role of the melancholy dane mm. aka hamlet because he gets on everybody's nerves he makes stupid mistakes over and over again and um for five acts he never shuts up and then so the good. entire clash just like stares at Corey. Yeah, I thought this was funny, but like, okay, didn't you get the vibe that in like in class, it's not just Corey always like being class clown. I get the vibe that it's like Corey and Sean, but maybe Corey is just no, the I more think, like witty one. I think Corey is the one that I think Sean has like a uh, like a a very like low down like he says stuff under his breath mm. while like Corey wants to be like the wisecracker that everyone laughs at that makes sense like you think like Sean just like eggs Corey on yeah I think that like yeah. Sean like hits the volley and Corey spikes oh I see I see sports metaphors okay I see <laughs> <laughs> makes sense uh yeah. I'm gonna say that Corey passes the ball no sean uh, passes the ball to Corey, uh-huh. like does like the handoff and Corey's like the running back who scores a touchdown oh football ma'am i mean that's okay. really one of the only ones i know okay there's not a tennis you're... option right because you have to like hit the ball yourself you can't like Vol- pass well no there's there's doubles but nobody no, nobody you can't cares. pass it, we though. don't care about sports well you started the sports i just continued the sports <laughs> You're welcome for hashtag sports talk on hashtag <laughs> SN. What was what are the initials? I don't remember. Should I show SNSTM? SNSTM. Sponsored by Nike. <laughs> sponsored, sponsored by Nike. Just do it. <laughs> just, do, just do it. Um, so <laughs> at home, Corey is practicing for the Matthews family yearly golf mini golf trip to the jersey shore mm. well they they go to goofy golf i guess on goofy the golf walk. is a fun a fun name and it made me think of like it might just be that maybe it's just goofy golf but like i'm like i wonder if it's like disney themed like with like goofy no uh maybe but i i don't think that the uh, disney wants any sort of property on the jersey shore <laughs> so i don't think right. so uh, actually you're um, probably right yeah so Corey's practicing. Uh, Morgan is acting as a windmill. Um, and then they're just talking about how excited they are to go, I don't know, wherever they're going. Yeah, they want to go to the, they're going to go to the Jersey, oh my God, they're going to go to the Jersey Shore. 
And every year they have a like tournament type of thing where it's Corey and Alan versus Amy and Eric. And yeah. so Corey wants to win. So he's practicing. Um, mm-hmm. Morgan, <laughs> Morgan is like, you know, messing him up by like kicking the ball. And then Eric comes out and asks Corey for five dollars because they cut salaries at the grocery store. Um, and he offers to throw the tournament. If, if Corey gives him five dollars first of all <laughs> five dollars like five dollars like nothing like maybe that's like an hourly wage back in that day but like why do you need five dollars five dollars well maybe he just doesn't expect Corey to have more but five dollars that is half of Corey's monthly um allowance allowance as he said i mean mm-hmm. but it, it switches because he said before that he gets ten dollars a week we do not know which one he gets what a liar uh, for sure but it's like you had the audacity to ask your not like uh, a 12 year old brother for money are you mm-hmm. kidding me yeah it, and it's not only that but have you no dignity have you no pride <laughs> like he offers to throw the golf the mini golf tournament like okay Amy's low stakes upset. mini golf who cares i Eric mean does not care i would care i would care I, I, this seems like a very sterling family shenanigan of course it is and two by is, two mini golf no no, no 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 we it was always like all everybody for themselves it was like all out war we oh, used really? to do oh yes we used to do mini golf a lot um like at least once a summer and it was always very competitive i'm actually very good at mini golf are and, you yes so funny story uh will and i's first like again i don't know if i would call i didn't know at the time it was a date because i didn't listen i have a virgo venus and I don't just like assume things like I will not tell somebody I like them until I am positive, 100 percent positive they like me back. That type of thing. Right. OK. So we had already gone out for drinks once and that was like just a hangout. It was like pretty platonic. And then we decided that we were going to go play mini golf. And so I met him there. And this is how you know that it is Kismet. I got there first and I was listening to a podcast on REJP. Mm-hmm. Rob has a podcast for those who listen. And I was sitting in my car, windows down, listening to my podcast. And I was early. I get early to everything because I can't help myself. I'm there like 10, 15 minutes early. He arrives also 10 minutes early listening to the same podcast. Wild. But do you remember what podcast it was? I do besides not. Besides our hat. I think, you don't even remember if it was a Survivor podcast? I think it was Survivor because this was in like May. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it, it probably was. Um, but yeah, so we arrive at mini golf. Long story short, I kicked his ass in mini golf and I won. And it is like a tradition Mm. for me to beat him in mini golf. The only time he's beat me is when I was sick one time, but every other time Mm. I've beat him. And one time I beat him by one stroke, which was wild. Are you, are you sure the first time he just didn't let you win? No, 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 no. He was trying because I could tell he's, we're both very competitive people there is no mm-hmm. way in the world he would ever let me win at anything um yeah. so no i won and the rest is history but we love mini golf yeah. so i was all about yeah. this with Cor- this Corey story yeah i have some trauma about mini golf maybe we could talk if about it later trauma how do you have trauma yeah. with mini golf yeah. did somebody die on the course uh nearly so <laughs> Corey says that he doesn't need eric's help 
Look, I'll tell you my mini golf story at the back end of the podcast. That's uh, okay. That's what I'll do. Those are for the people who the the bonus listeners. These are our our patrons, our twenty dollars patrons, <laughs> twenty dollars patrons. As if. Uh, so, but Corey, but Corey says that he doesn't need Eric's mm-hmm. help cheating, and Eric gets on the first shot. So I don't know how that deal went. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, we so. go back to sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. Okay. <laughs> so. We're back in the classroom, and Corey is reading his speech uh, in uh, Hamlet, and he's annoyed. He like doesn't want to be doing this speech. He's like, "Can I stop whining? I want to shove a sword a sword through someone's guts." Um, and Feeney's like, we're almost there. You just have to like get to this one scene and that'll happen. And Corey basically just like nonstop complaining about Hamlet. He yeah, like very annoying. Yes. Yeah, so he will not stop complaining about it. He basically wants us to be die hard. He makes multiple <laughs> references to die hard. I have a question for you. We yeah. watched an episode where the whole premise was Sean and Corey sneaking an R rated movie in through like a Barney VHS tape cover, right? Yes, yes. Die Hard is rated R. How yes. has Corey seen this movie? Same like same scheme? Possibly maybe he saw it like Alan like saw it after hours, like mm, you think I Alan kept him up like the baseball game situation? Yeah, that's how I envision it actually. Yeah. I could see Alan being a very big fan of Die Hard. Because, like, normally I'd be like, oh, maybe he just saw, like, clips on YouTube or, like, something. But there was no YouTube back then. So, yeah, he obviously saw the movie. (gasps) I bet you that Sean's family. Sean's family seems like they, like, watch Die Hard yearly on Christmas or something. That's, like, such a good question. Like, whenever they want to do these things, why don't they just go to Sean's house? Does Sean not have, like, a, a... VHS player or something well I still think like right now we're in the realm where like Sean's mom is still around and is like Mm. still being like a motherly figure so it's probably a similar situation where they can't get away with it there it's probably strict over Mm -hmm. in that house yeah um yeah so he is just like so over it like you know doesn't want to participate talks about Anything and everything, uh, how, you know, this place sucks. Um, Topanga comes in with a costume and um, she's wearing a costume. She hands Corey's costume to him, um, which is made by Topanga's dad. And Corey calls it a mini skirt and pantyhose. And um, Feeney corrects and says it's a doublet and tights. And that's what male actors wore in 1600s. And, mm-hmm. and, and then we get... A very problematic uh, sequence of dialogue. Yep, as expected in the 90s. But I feel like this is kind of like worse than like what we've seen thus far. Like, I don't. Pretty bad. It's pretty. Like, I. Like, normally I don't get. Like, I wasn't like offended, offended, but typically I don't get affected or offended by Mm -hmm. stuff like this. Like,. But this like was just so problematic. So I wrote down the lines. I don't. Did you write down the lines? I wrote down what Sean said, um, mm-hmm. not what Corey said. Okay. So basically, Corey starts out and says, "Maybe if Hamlet wore pants, then uh, perhaps he could have made a decision or two. 
And Topanga mm-hmm. is like, is that a sexist comment? Which I screen grabbed and posted on our Twitter because. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Um, Because I just, I feel like that's just going to be like, whenever I see anything, it's going to be like my new meme. I'm just going to like plop that wherever I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Corey's like, that's what I was shooting for. Like, yeah, Corey is trying to be sexist, which is not good. And then that's when Sean pipes in with don't listen to her. Her dad sews, which Which the audience didn't like. They were like, oh, they were like, yeah, you hear like the oh, oh," like in the background. Yeah, which they kept in, which was crazy. I mean, good, though, right? That they like it was kind of good. It was a mixture. It started out as like a whoa, and then it led into like laughter after that. So still like that's an issue, but <laughs> yeah, because because the the um ugh, because the blinking light where it says like laugh or cry for the audience to react was like yes. blinking really really red. But you would like it, so if you were a director in this, wouldn't you see how the audience reacts and be, and go like oh wait hold on cut like let's maybe like rewrite that because mm-hmm. if that's how the audience reacts then like obviously that's not a good line like that would probably be like a live rewrite but they just went for it they're like okay we have this shitty shitty sequence of dialogue we'll just like move forward with it I want to know who wrote this shit yeah this is yeah it was a choice to to go in this direction and it's like it's such an easy like in insult in quotes you know what i mean like mm-hmm. oh your dad's it's effeminate cheap. like you know yeah. what i mean you're dead souls like eh. like okay enough yeah. you know it's such it's yeah. so stupid it shows that they're immature which obviously and this is totally to be fair it's very realistic right when we were their age definitely would have been something somebody said uh toxic masculinity strikes again but yeah like you i just feel like they would have seen how the audience reacts and been like okay like that line doesn't work like isn't that half the point of having a live audience too you'd think yeah 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 that they would make adjustments yeah it was bizarre it was very very bizarre so feeny insists that the part of the assignment is to do the play in its original form tights and all so he's Mm -hmm. moving forward with the with the tights and then Corey fucking just quits the play he's like okay like then i'm i'm out yeah done he he's like and this is the most ridiculous thing to me it's like okay he doesn't want to wear the tights and the outfit and everything whatever but like he's insisting that like feeny make changes to shakespeare like changes to shakespeare who like I'm sorry, Corey can be stupid, but he's not that dumb where he doesn't know who Shakespeare is. And then he just like up and quits, which is, again, we talked about like earlier, like, is this a class assignment? Is this an extracurricular? We don't really know. I think this has to be a class assignment. Maybe and he's if that's like, the case, backstage. you can't quit. Then you get a zero. Maybe but he reason- changes the role or something. He's just like, I don't want to be Hamlet. Put me on like the set decoration. Uh, maybe, but that's so. But Corey quits because he's convinced that Feeney is going to ask him back, right. so and make the changes that he demands. He's like, you know, this kid is totally just like I don't know Vanessa Hudgens in High School Musical. She's like, I have my demands, and you better meet it, or else I'm out of here. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's like, uh, Feeney's definitely gonna ask me back. Like he doesn't have any other choice and because of my stage presence and Sean's like, Well that and nobody else knows the lines and in walks 
Minkus. Minkus. <laughs> Reciting Hamlet's lines. Which he already knew. Of like, course he, he knew. knew it before this assignment. Which, before we go further, I know that these are selected scenes from Hamlet, but tell me why I covered Hamlet, I'm pretty sure, in the 11th grade, and they're in 6th grade covering Hamlet. Oh, like you didn't, you didn't, wait, what grade did you say you did it in? I'm pretty sure I did it junior year of high school. Okay. I think we did Romeo and Juliet in my freshman year of high school. Uh So, I don't know. I think it's one of those things where, I mean, we had, depending on the teacher you had, like some teachers used that one where like one page was what Shakespeare said and then the other page was like a translation of it. Mm -hmm. Did you guys have that? So like, I've seen it before. But yeah. you know Feeney is not the type to use that. Yeah. But just once again, like the just like the very first episode, we open up with Romeo and Juliet as what they're covering in class. Season one, episode one. This is season one, episode 20. And we're we've upgraded to Hamlet. I just feel like this the subject material is just too advanced for these children. And it's not like they're in honors classes or special special people, whatever that club is called. Um, it's just like normal class. And yeah. It's just like it just seems like a lot. It is a lot. And not only that, but when you think about the fact that like Corey is Hamlet and Hamlet has a lot of like soliloquies and stuff. And, you know, is it a soliloquy? I think that's what it is. Yes. Um. It's kind of, it's a lot for, like, a sixth grader, so I don't really blame him for, like, he didn't sign up for this shit, you know what I mean? Like, he was just yeah. handed that role. Um, yeah. So, Minkus walks in, and honestly, Minkus is a fucking MVP of this episode. I was cracking up at him. Like, he first he's walking in, reciting Hamlet's lines, and then he mm-hmm. decides that he's going to try out a Scandinavian accent, <laughs> which was so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even impersonate it. But it's, like, a lot of up lot and of down. Like, yeah, he's like, do you want to know that I am a... Yeah, it was it was cute. It was fantastic. Funny, I guess. Um, and yeah, so then like Corey and Sean are like looking at each other like, that's not going to work out, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a disaster. So um, back home, Eric tells Corey that the tournament has been canceled. The trip to the, trip to the Jersey Shore has been canceled because... Of the 5% pay cuts, which also affected Alan, which is very upsetting because this family is already, they already, they're comfortable, but he is already stretched. I mean, earlier in the season, they were talking about how he has to, you know, fix their own appliances and... Mm -hmm couldn't afford certain things so they're not of money and five percent is a huge pay cut yeah it's a lot when you think of the fact that it's like alan got that and then all of the employees and he said he has like 150 or 100 employees or something like that and that's a lot to just get cut from your paycheck um and Corey's really upset about it so he's asking like i don't understand why did you get a pay cut you're the boss um, you shouldn't be the one getting the pay cut. And then Alan explains, like, there's always someone above, you know, somebody else. So right. I'm the manager, but I have a district manager. 
um, inquiries like, right. you need to do what you want. If you don't like it, you quit because that's what he did. And he obviously knows everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says to Alan, like, you're not a spear carrier. You are, like, Alan Matthews. Mm -hmm. Like, you're a zaddy. Like, you are, like, you fix plumbing and shit. And you have great hair and a good wardrobe. So you take your spear and you bring it to Bob Williams. And you tell him that you better get your 5% back. But make it 10% because you're worth it, baby. Yeah, I don't exactly. think that's what I don't think that's what happened, but no, but that's basically what he's insinuating. And um, so then we cut to Alan, who's up in the middle of the night and what Corey said really like got to him. And he's like worried about being the quote unquote spear carrier. Um, mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's just concerned that that's what people think of him. He doesn't want to be the quote unquote company guy. He wants to stand yeah. up for what he believes in. And Amy comes down and she's trying to, like, talk him off the ledge with all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She she says, like, you know, the best thing to do with 12 year olds is just, like, ignore him. And she's like, I know you're going to go talk to him. And why don't you practice with this cantaloupe? And um, (laughs) Alan, like, talks to Bob Williams, the cantaloupe, and is makes a great argument i felt like very um well thought out and level-headed and amy seems pleased with that and um but you know every good person that is uh has a little bit of lava bubbling underneath the surface and he winds up smashing bob williams the cantaloupe's head yeah he you could tell he like is someone who like has a bit of a temper based on what we saw when Eric overpaid for those like modeling photos like he does have a temper when you push him to that place yeah yeah he does but um you know we know that Alan has a bit of a bad boy past which is so endearing so nice mm-hmm. what do you think Alan's doing right now just I'm in just 2020 wondering. yeah do you think that he thinks about his bad boy past? I mean, probably he looks back on it fondly now, but I don't know. I wonder how much Alan thinks about. Do you think Alan had like a leather jacket? Yes. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? Yeah. I bet he did. Yeah. I bet oh, he did. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I'll stop <laughs> thinking about Alan because. We go back to school. Sean excitingly announces that he got his role switched to Polonius and that Feeney had to switch all the roles and that Minkus got the role of Hamlet and Corey is not going to get like Corey, like Feeney didn't back down like Corey expected him to. Yeah, this is like Corey definitely thought that Feeney was going to be like giving into him, especially considering how badly we'll see Minkus does later. Um, but Sean is like, I think Corey definitely gets jealous because Sean is so excited at this point. Like yeah. Sean cannot wait to die on stage. And apparently everybody <laughs> else can't wait to watch him die on yeah, stage. His, his dad's actually supposedly coming which i mean if you know sean's dad sean says that he's doing a lot of stuff and he never shows up so 
I don't actually think that he showed up to that play, but Sean is convinced that his dad's coming to the play and he's excited and Corey wants to like shoot hoops, but he's like, no, I got rehearsal. Um, and then Corey says, you know what? Um, because Sean says like it's going really, really poorly with Minkus. It's like really bad. Yeah. So Corey's like, you know what? I'll like back down on the ballerina outfit. I'll come back and um I'll be the savior. Pretty much like Corey makes it seem like he's doing it for Sean, but we all know that he's doing it because like he wants the attention and you know what I mean? Like, that's the reason he's doing it. He's like, oh, my gosh, you're actually having fun now. Like, I don't want to be left out at this point. I know. Yeah. And I think that I think that Corey Corey definitely wants to be the center of attention. He definitely was happy with his role of Hamlet, but he just had like really high demands. He had that. Um, he just, it was just, and it's just unreasonable. Uh, it, it's like, Corey, it's not going to happen. You're not going to turn this into the Terminator or die hard or whatever. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, no, not at all. So they, um, they, <laughs> This is when we cut to the actual rehearsal and Minkus is facing the wrong way on the stage because he's not wearing his glasses. And then he says, oh, I heard that Elizabethan English sounds a lot like Southern, like Southern United States. And he starts, I don't, is like, I don't understand if Shazam is that Southern? Like, what is I that? I don't fr- think so. Shazam. <laughs> I think Minkus really just, like, started spiraling. Like, what? Like Minkus, what's going on here? What's up with the accents? I'm impressed that this little baby knows all these accents. That's pretty impressive. But it's, it's he knows that this is not going to fly. Um, but I guess he doesn't because... Then he gets demanding, too, because he he's is standing on Topanga's like liver and she's like, you're hurting me. Yeah. And he doesn't listen. And it gets to the point where Topanga is like, I'm going to throw you off my body because you are literally hurting me right mm-hmm. now. And then Minkus is like, I can't work like this. This this is unreasonable. So like Feeney has to shut down the entire production um, not the entire production, but the entire rehearsal because, yeah. like, it's just, like, unruly. And and so it's just, like, Minkus, Minkus, like, you're into it, you're OTT, but this is not going to win you the, um, the Tony Awards. Like, this is not cutting it. Yeah, it's, like, Feeney is, you know it's bad when Feeney is canceling rehearsal, um, so he's like, everybody just, everybody go home. And Corey's excited because he gets to play, like, basketball with Sean, which, again, he's never playing baseball, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> he's and, not really a baseball <laughs> fan, but whatever. Fake fan. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, Corey is talking to Feeney, and he's like, oh, don't worry, Feeney, you've got your Hamlet back. And Feeney's like, oh, I already have my Hamlet. Because he can't, in good conscience, like, take it away from Minkus. Like, that's not how this right. works, Corey. You don't just get to, like quit something and then ask for it mm-hmm. back you know right um, and and this this whole this life lesson uh in this episode is that um that people 
have responsibilities and obligations. And when you Mm -hmm. don't meet those obligations, you let people down. So this is part of Feeney's lesson of the week is that, you know, he, Corey left and, you know, he had to make different arrangements and he let all these people down and Corey didn't realize that him making this one decision affected all these other people. Right. Because of him, it's like was like a snowball effect, right? Like right. now mm-hmm. Minkus is going to be freaking Hamlet and do a shitty job. And Sean's upset because he's part of the whole shitty situation, you know, but he's excited because he's Polonius, but still. So yeah. Corey's like, this would have all worked out if you did like scenes from the Terminator or Steven Seagal stuff. And he just doesn't think Hamlet is cool. And then this part, of course, Feeney turns off the lights. This was crazy. It was. And he's like, of course he knows like the entire monologue to fucking Hamlet. Because he's Yeah, Feeney. so this particular scene is act one, scene five of Hamlet. Better known as the ghost scene on the Hamlet streets, I guess. Mm-hmm. And... Corey doesn't probably realize it, but his responses of like, oh, God, and he said like murder are the same exact lines as Hamlet's. So that was like they did like a little nod to Hamlet in there. Yeah, no, that was it was great. I mean, and then you see Corey like realizes like, shit, this is like intense, man. Like if he had even finished reading (laughs) what he was supposed to read before he quit, he would have seen how cool it is. I guess so. I mean, I I think it's very hard for, I, I mean, a young person to realize Shakespeare is cool. Um, but. Yeah. I mean, even still, I think, I still think, I mean, Hamlet's a good one. I think there are, like, other ones that are, like, like maybe they could have done one of Shakespeare's comedies, not a tragedy, and maybe they could yeah. have enjoyed it more. Is Hamlet the one that's based off of The Lion King? I think so. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, wait. What? (laughs) Excuse me. The Lion King is based off of. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want. We all know Lion King King came out in the Elizabethan era, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Because JTT was like big in the Elizabethan era. He was. I heard. I heard Mm -hmm. that to be so. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, so so we're cut back to the Matthews residence and uh, Eric and Amy are waiting for Alan to get home. Corey comes in and he's like all upset that he, they tell him that he went to go. Alan went to go talk to Bob Williams and he's like, oh, my God, he's going to lose his job. <laughs> <laughs> because, and, and, and the tie in is that, you know, uh, Alan has all this responsibility over like 100 employees and his family, of course, and Alan's decision of like blowing up and demanding something could affect all these people and if he gets fired or if he quits would affect the family um eric worries that if his dad gets fired then he'll get fired and then the whole family will uh <laughs> will yeah. be jobless everybody's uh panicking a bit it'll here. Dest- yeah eric said it'll destroy the entire family 
Eric is being a bit much right now. And then yeah. here's like, I love how Amy is like, you're the one who wanted him to go do it, Corey. Like, fuck you. <laughs> this is your fault. Yeah. Like Amy is like, but Amy also before when she, he was explaining like this whole situation about how, you know, uh, that Bob Williams makes the decisions or whatever, that there's managers upon managers. Amy's literally like, well, what would you do about it, Corey? It's like, uh, Corey's 11 and an idiot. Like, yeah, Corey has no problem solving abilities. So, yeah, of course. So, um, Alan comes in and of course, Eric, the first thing Eric asks is, oh, did you get my 5% back? Eric, like seriously, fuck off. And Alan says, no. And no. Alan says, like, oh, it wasn't the easiest meeting, but, you know, he was tempted to quit, but he didn't. Because, like, obviously, Corey, that's what Corey is, like, most concerned with. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason he didn't quit, because here's the moral of the story. He has a family relying on him, and he couldn't right. do that to his family. Right. So nobody got their price, uh, their wages back, I'm assuming, from this conversation. I don't think so, based that's on what sad. he said. Like, I thought you would have thought he would have gotten like at least, you know, 1% or something like that back, especially considering when he talks to like the cantaloupe, he says that, you know, our, our grocery store outperforms like all the others. Mm -hmm. So why are we the ones getting, you know, our wages cut? Um, But it's realistic, I guess. Yeah. But he doesn't say how it got resolved. So we don't really know. That's true, which is kind of weird, but I guess that's not the point of the story anyway, so it doesn't particularly matter. Right. Um, right. So yeah. Corey's like, yeah, you know, I, I get what you're talking about because I let my guys down and I quit the play because when you make a selfish mistake, the people that count on you get hurt. And it's like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Dad. Like, my stinking sixth grade play that I got forced into is just like – the livelihood of a hundred full-blown adults seriously Corey what are you talking about yeah like it's so stupid um but I mean this is it's so funny because I never really thought of how Boy Meets World kind of like throws their messaging and their morals in your face like this is the moral of the story don't forget here it is well that I mean (sighs) Yeah, I mean, that is very 90s shows is that they have a moral. They have a lesson. Mm -hmm. They're here to teach you something. Hence the title of this podcast. Oh, tying it together. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I never thought. I mean, I didn't. I mean, obviously, but I don't think about it like every time we record that. Like, no, no, this is the lesson we're learning is that, you know, being the lead in a play is the same thing as being a dad. That's not that's not the lesson. That's what Jess. we learned, right? You, mi- you missed the mess. You missed the mark. No, no, Did no. Do I need to watch the episode a third time? Yeah, yeah. I think you need to watch it again. Yeah, this is yeah. Just like the other day when I was like, yeah, like you know, um, winning people with kindness is the way to go. And you're like, let's beat them up and slash their tires. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's is, not the lesson. This is very on brand for both of us, though. Like, Sarah's like, let's be kind. Yeah. And I'm like, let's murder everybody. No, 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 no. That's not the lesson that I'm trying to. No, no, no. Um, so uh, Corey lets his family know that he is. Um, he joined the play again as 
the lesser role, but there's no small... How many times have you heard that there's no small actors, just small people? I don't really but, believe this, because how are you ever going to get noticed if you have a shitty role? If you're, like, a fucking tree in a play, like, no one's going to, like, assign you. you I know? don't know, Jess, but not everybody can be the lead role, you know? I mean, that's a Leo's thing, is <laughs> Yeah. So, um... No, 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 no. Okay, so... Corey... Um, oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, he's also wearing the pantyhose, but nobody makes fun of, you know, a person with uh, a spear. Well, listen, everybody has to wear pantyhose in this play. Then it's not nobody is going to be making fun of anybody. Exactly. So that's the reason like that's one of the reasons why he didn't. He was worried that people were going to make fun of him. It's like, didn't you learn anything from Corey's new friends or whatever episode that was? Like, it's OK to be a little offbeat, you know? Yeah, he he basically he ends up uh, spearing everybody off the stage and he's the last guy standing anyway, Mm -hmm. um, which is pretty funny. Yeah, that's like the after credits scene where. Oh, yeah, we didn't. Yeah, I messed it up. I skipped over one of the. Ah, the Who cares? Because it goes back to mini golf. And if I cannot talk about mini golf, then that's fine by me. (laughs) Fine, I guess. Okay, so Morgan comes down the stairs and she's like. There's, like, a surprise outside. They go outside. There's a setup. There's a, number one, a big banner that says Corey's Pines. So they got a custom banner. Number two, it's a full mini golf setup. You're telling me that this costs less money than actually just going to the Jersey Shore well, than buying all this shit what for your I backyard? Is like, I wonder if he... I don't know, because the sign he had was, like, Market Giant, which is the name of the grocery store. So, like, I got the feeling that it was, like, not hand-me-downs, but you know what I mean? Like, stuff he thrifted or whatever. (sighs) Okay, whatever. I felt like this looked a little pricey, but it was an entire mini golf setup in their backyard. Corey says this is better because he doesn't have to deal with... um, Morgan getting car sick on their three hour drive or his mom singing Hamilton um, on the three hour drive. And no, again, Hamilton. It's like, it wasn't show tunes. Yeah, it oh, was show tunes. Said, OK, you just. But I'm just I'm I just confused. riffing. That would be better if she was singing Hamilton because it's a show tune. No, no. No, Hamilton's not a show tune. Excuse no. me. It's Broadway. Hamilton is theater. A show tune is like show tune. the theme song. What are you song. talking about? Is a show tune not like a theme song to something? No. It's show tunes are like Broadway shows. It's like a different word for Broadway shows. Uh, what are you talking about? I was thinking like theme song. Get this songs. woman some help. You think she's singing the Flintstones? Fuck I no. literally thought that show tunes meant like tunes from shows. Like I don't not, think so. Not Broadway shows, like shows, TV shows. Literally, this is a revelation. I am the emoji of like the brain exploding. Uh, a show tune is a song originally written as part of the score of a work of musical theater, especially if the uh. piece is in question has become a standard or more or less attached. So basically like a um, a popular one. 20 cat- catchiest show tunes. Number one, like Grease right, the word. Okay, now I need a more of a lesson here in Broadway. Hamilton was not out. 
It was a joke, Jessica. I know. I'm no. I'm not. Are saying you the it. only one that's allowed to make jokes on this podcast? I'm not correcting the joke. I'm double checking with you that Hamilton was not yet out. Is that correct? No, it came Hamilton out like, came out in like 2015. If that's that. what I thought. I was just double checking. Okay. Okay. Anyway, guys. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> she was. Si- okay. Let me rephrase the question or the thing. Oh, she was singing "Guys and Dolls" and the Jetsons. Does that make you feel better? What the hell's guys and dolls? You're uncultured. You're an uncultured. You're is, uncultured. Is that Broadway? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, you said the Jetsons, which is a show. Okay. See, now I'm just confused. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, done. I'm like about to leave. Because I don't know Broadway. You know this about me. When you when we started this podcast together, you knew that I didn't know anything about Broadway, except, you know, I love Hamilton, and I've been learning all the songs. That's literally the only show that you enjoy and like? Uh, a Broadway? Yeah. I mean, I haven't really seen anything else besides, like, smaller stuff, nothing, like, big. I've seen, like, oh, the one okay. that they did for The Office, and I've seen The Puffs, which is, like, all the right. Harry Potter one. <sighs> Maybe I'm just being a snob. I've been told yeah, I'm a snob. Yeah, Miss New York City snob. I've been to all these Broadway shows. I literally don't know, like, again, I, like, don't go to any shows mm-hmm. so i don't okay. know them but all right maybe i'm just being a snob i apologize thank you thank you but i will um, say that like this is a hot take but that from hamilton my favorite song is i just saw you roll your eyes the whole podcast like community heard you roll your eyes anyway what are you my gonna say? favorite hamilton song is mm. the one that the king sings you'll be back that is the best song don't at me it's the best. I know people think it's not the best, but it's the best. It gets me in the mood. So Corey apologizes mood, like. for getting on Alan's case, <laughs> and that, he, um, and, and yeah, and and they have a good time playing mini golf, and um, basically Alan designs the the course for their mm-hmm. advantage, and uh, I don't know. There's some cheating involved. If you want to talk about, do you want to talk about Hamilton for a second? We don't have to, no. Okay. I, I just don't want to dismiss you. No, I just think that that's not, like, that is a hot take. I don't think that's people's favorites. But the reason it's my favorite is because it's, like, so sassy and so funny to yeah. me. Like, it is the leo song. Like, when I talked to Will, sure. like, who, we had, had this discussion of, like, who would you want to be in Hamilton if you were going to pick, like, a character? Like, who would you want to be? And he was like, I want to be the king because I get in, I get out, I get my funny jokes in, and, like, that's it. Because <laughs> he didn't want to have to, like, memorize a bunch of lines. You know what I mean? Because I feel yeah. like the chalk picks are obviously, like, Jefferson and i don't know burr probably right okay sure yeah those are like the two that everybody would pick yeah maybe who would you be if you had to pick someone to be in hamilton um i kind of like the dual roles because then you can switch but i mean i think that um angelica has like the best songs and she's Mm -hmm. like arguably the most talented singer she um, is the best like if i ha- mm-hmm. i know people love eliza and like obviously super uber talented no denying that fact yeah no philippa sue is very talented wait philippa sue is eliza okay i didn't know her name yeah. yes she's so talented but like to me like elizabeth is i just like or what did i say elizabeth oh my gosh uh, uh, okay, angelica so you're talking about angelica angelica is 
like so talented and she I just love her character so much even though obviously there's like issues there I just love her so yeah I I definitely I could see being her um Mm -hmm. well and I joke because you know there's this song that's like Angelica Eliza and then Peggy's just like the last one she's like Aunt Peggy and we just yeah. substitute it with Winston instead sometimes because it's so <laughs> So Renee Elise Goldsberry is the actress that plays Angelica and she's extremely talented. Yes. All of everybody in that cast is extremely talented. One more thing before we stop the Hamilton talk is the guy who plays Jefferson. Uh, can yes. I say how insanely like how insane it is that he can rap with a French accent and you can still <sighs> yeah. understand everything he's cool. saying. Debbie Diggs. He's actually in the Snowpiercer right now. He's on a television show. I love him. But yeah. Anyway. Him. Great Enough hair. Hamilton talk. Send us in your Hamilton takes because why not? Because <laughs> um, it was in the 90s, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I'm looking at the timeline right now. There you go. 90s. Nailed it. We talked briefly about the end of the, the end cap of the episode, but basically... Um, Corey is like sitting with the other spear thrower and the other guy is like this is bored and Corey's like make your part like take your part and use it as you will oh make it live your part and make it your own which means that he starts like fighting which makes everyone start fighting and then he like throws everybody off the stage and then he does like an Irish jig at the end yeah, what I thought that fuck? was funny. Like, he obviously is very into it now. Like, he's just very, like, yeah. come on. I'm like, I'm into my. That was not it. But you know what I mean? I'm into my mm-hmm. role. I sound like Rupert from. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good, uh, good <laughs> impersonation. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Stunning. Thank you. Um, she was meant to be an actress. You were meant to be an actress. Actually, that proposes a great question. Um, in my feedback, I had asked um, the people if they were ever a actress in a school musical mm-hmm. or school play. So I would love to know from you, were you ever a rising star? I mean, you are. But, well, I mean, obviously. You know. um, back in the day, I was in a play in middle school. It was, I don't know the name of it, but it was based off of like the Ugly Duckling like nursery situation and like it's all about like how the ugly duckling like finds his place in like with the swans but like it's not because at the end of the ugly duckling doesn't the ugly duckling turn into a swan i'm pretty sure in this version like he stays ugly but like people love him i guess personality or something okay anyway so i was i was not like the lead role because i had never done (gasps) when i did it i think i was in like eighth grade so my middle school was like six to eight and when i did it i think i was in eighth grade but like the people that were also in it had been doing it since like sixth grade so this was like my first year so obviously i wasn't gonna get like any big role i did Mm -hmm. have like a song that i sang with like I don't know what are three people trip triplet I don't know whatever three people like sing it and I was in with them and we had to sing a song it was fun all right um, very nice but you do have a good voice so I feel like that was wasted potential I have a good voice but like a lot of the people did so I don't think it was right. one of those things I mean I I should have like done more extracurriculars like I think if I had done theater in high school and like you know done more with it I think I would have liked it I just never put myself out there in that way to do it because I would have I mean 
again, I'm not really big into musical theater, but like I feel like if I did get into it, I would be really into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what about you? Um, so I never really had parts in middle school or high school. The funny thing was is that when I was in like late elementary school, I was very much into acting and I wanted to be an actress and I took like um like I went to school for like I took acting classes and musical theater classes. Mm-hmm. So I was very much into it. Um and then there was like I went to Jewish sleepaway camp as I've talked about like a million mm-hmm. times and they do like uh, pl- they did plays and they did Grease <gasps> one year. Oh, see that would have been fun. I love Grease. Yeah. I've seen the movie. Yeah. Like, see that one I can get cuz it's a movie. Yeah. So I well, I mean, it was a play first, a musical first. No, yeah. I know, but the movie was like really popular. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, you're right. So I remember my audition song was um I think it was It's a Wonderful World. And um, I really wanted a part of a pink lady. I didn't get it. I wound up getting the really perky cheerleader role. Um, oh, which is fine. the one that like has a crush on Danny Zuko. I think so. Yes. yes. OK, I remember. So I think ultimately that whole thing was like kind of a disaster. I don't think like. Anybody really remember their lines, but like I think that I was like involved in that throughout like the entire few weeks that I was at mm-hmm. camp. So that was like my I guess my most memorable claim to fame and then some other like smaller stuff. But um I, I don't know. That dream like really went out the window. I don't know where it went. Did <laughs> like, you but- like did you get to be in any of the songs in it? Uh, yeah, like I was, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess probably the main songs, but she doesn't have any of her own songs. Yeah, it's just like the chorus type of like, you might have been yeah. in the like, tell me more, tell me more group. Yeah, maybe. I, mm-hmm. I honestly, I'm trying to remember, but um, yeah, I was probably in that group. I, it was, I think it was fun at the time. I remember I was wearing like white capris. We talk about people never wearing white capris anymore. <laughs> but I sat on um, like a bench that had just gotten painted and that was like a real traumatic oh, thing. That no. was bad news, bad yeah. news. Um, talking about Greece, Felipe wrote in and said that he also was in Greece. Um, he got cast as a T-bird, but he was only in it for summer nights, but not for Grease Lightning, oh. which is, I guess, very upsetting. That is upsetting. Um, which one do you like better, summer nights or Grease Lightning? Um, I probably summer nights. Me it's too. Like it's like so fun. Yeah, I like the back um, and forth between the men and the women. I love that. Yeah, um, and he sent us, like, this really cute photo of him in costume. I love this photo. Yeah, I love it, too. He's, like, just, like, a little gem. A little baby gem. So He's he... in, like, a little suit coat jacket thing. Yeah, yeah, and he has his hair all, like, greased up. Very mm-hmm. adorable. Um, So I loved that. And then we had... Uh, Ms. Myra write to us and they were like a star like she was um, she had like a pretty big part it was something that was called calendar days which her like teacher 
um, wrote, which is like so funny that there's totally teachers that write their own scripts and mm-hmm. like have their like high school students or their students play it out. Yeah. I love the premise of this, too, because she says they go through each month and took songs from famous musicals that coincided with it. Um, and she was in almost every month, which is that sounds like so much fun. That actually sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then she did another one where she what did a monologue of the wife of Bath in Old English, and it was very long, and she was nervous. Um. Oh wait, my castmates moved me from the stage exit, and I somehow stayed of uh, on course. And it, oh my nice gosh, talent. Wait, it really took a turn there. (laughs) It really did. Wait a minute. So she's playing her very serious role. And she's just like, you know, it has to be in old English, which is like very like proper. And it's not even English. It's like, you know, totally like different. And she sees in the in the sidescapes of the stage, the off stage that her, her castmates are mooning her. Yeah, they're definitely just like messing with her, trying to get her to break. And she didn't. Good for her. And and she said, oh, the 90s. I mean, that is uh, some 90s that I did not experience. Also did not. I mean, mooning was a big thing back in the day, though. I've been mooned. (laughs) In Greece, they they mooned. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that was it. They were just doing an homage. Yeah, I think that um, I, I think that nowadays we have stopped the mooning. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Was that it for feedback? We get into the fashion hour? Yeah, fashion hour. All right. So um, it was my turn to pick the outfits that are nominated. So for the Rachel Green Award, I started out with I could not not pick this outfit because there's so much going on this is morgan in the very uh early scene where she's being like the windmill for Corey, um and she's wearing a pink almost like floral sweatshirt uh purple polka dot like they look like the blue or green polka dot capris or maybe they're just short pants could be either way uh pink socks and like a seafoamy green sneaker and she has a high pony with one of those like uh fluff they're not a scrunchie but they're like a fluffy hair tie that kids have Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. this outfit brought me back because i feel like i definitely wore that sweater or that sweatshirt at one point yeah like i I think obviously morgan dressed herself again um (laughs) in this because everything, anything and everything is going on in this outfit. Um, that little scrunchie, I totally know. It's like a little fuzzy, like, scrunchie. I know what that is. Um, very, this is a very 90s outfit. It's it's a disaster, but it definitely is, like, 100% 90s. It definitely. It definitely fits the bill. Um, yeah. Uh, next up. We're talking layers. We have Corey uh, in the scene where uh, the rehearsal is happening. Um, It is a lot of denim people. So we have denim jeans, like a light wash as always because it's the 90s. He's wearing like a heavy white sneaker. 
Then we have like, I don't even know, four layers maybe. We start off with like a grayish t-shirt, some type of print on it. I couldn't really make it out. It looked like sneakers almost or tongues or something. Like that's a weird thing to have on a shirt, but like I don't know what Corey likes. Mm, yeah, I can't really decipher what's on the shirt either. Yeah, I'm also, work again, this is not HD people, so bear with us. Some sort of graphic tee. Yes. Uh, then on top of that, he's wearing like a button down navy shirt. Then on top of that, he has a mixed match like denim on the front, like sweatshirt on the arms type of jacket. And it's like a way too big for him. Like it looks like it's like Eric's hand me down or something like that because that's how big it is. And yeah. is very like bunched up on the arms because it's just way too big. Yeah, I actually do think Corey looks good. Like, I think this is kind of my one of my favorite outfits that I've seen him in because he doesn't look like a dweeb. Like, this is the first time that he actually looks kind of cool, even though the clothes are like too big on him. But I like this for Corey. I think that this is more of like a more fashion forward approach to what Corey normally wears. Yeah, it's very muted, like gray and blue tones, which a lot of times we see him in these really like bright, colors and a lot of stripes and stuff so it's definitely a more muted yeah. uh, look for yeah. Corey. yeah i like this for Corey. Mm-hmm. um third up we have <laughs> i had to pick this i don't i mean it is pretty 90s um we have amy in like the final uh not the final scene but the scene with the mini golf outside she comes outside in what i hope is not her annual mini golf outfit because i think it has to be i know she's wearing like black pants with like little booties and then on the top it is a mess it is like what looks to be a button down it i mean i think it's supposed to be short sleeve but it goes like past her elbows like it's like a men's oversized shirt yeah. One and a half is purple. The other half is yellow. And the right. collar and the cuffs are red. <laughs> yeah. And to top it off, she's wearing a really large baseball cap with some type of wording on the front. I have no clue what it says. Can you make that out? No. Maybe it says no, goofy I golf. Can't. It's like it's just too low quality. This is a, a mess of an outfit. Um, if this is this is just like Like, I don't know. It's shocking from Amy. Amy definitely dresses nicer than whatever this is. I am um, totally stunned. The shirt's kind of like a bowling shirt. It is. I guess. But it's just. Yeah. That's what inspired me to put it in here is it is very like 90s bowling shirt. But it also reminds me of McDonald's employee. (gasps) That is spot on. Don't they wear like (laughs) red, yellow and black? I mean, they used to wear something, I think, very similarly to this. So Yeah, you're right. Oof. Yeah, it's <laughs> oof. Yeah, but it is very 90s. So who are you yeah. feeling for your 90s Rachel Green Award? I'm going to give it to Morgan because I feel like she just I, – I think we both had this outfit or some variation of it, and yeah. it's just very – it's very 90s and it's she still looks like cute and um i i just want to give it to morgan this week okay congratulations morgan for your rachel green award um next up we have the uh paul rudd certificate of timelessness first up i had to pick topanga in her elizabethan garb because there is nothing more timeless than like theater garb right like we see this a lot and i just think she looks gorgeous so i wanted to give it to her it is 
Um, so she's playing Ophelia. It is a long red and per- like red gown with like purple overlay um, and like a puffy sleeve on the shoulder. And she's also wearing I don't know what they're called. It's not a crown, but it's like a thing that goes on your head that's like made of I fabric. I think she's wearing you don't think it's a flower crown. I think it's no. I think it's one of those fabric ones that are circles mm, okay. that go on your head. You'll see them at like medieval times if you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is kind of the opposite of a timeless <laughs> outfit. But it's a period um, piece, but like people still wear this when they're acting for Shakespeare. Sure. So yes. Or at the Ren Fair or at medieval times. Um, it, I mean, she does look very beautiful. Jebediah, her father, has sewn this look, which mm-hmm. is stunning. Um, her hair looks very, very pretty. Um, is a timeless, pretty debatable, pretty debatable. But um, I see, I see, I see your offering, and I accept it. There we go. Um, so thank you. We have to have Topanga has to show up somewhere in the fashion awards every week. Um, yeah. Next up. Like someone who doesn't appear in the fashion awards all that often, you have Minkus, and it's the part of the episode where he comes in. It's first discovered that he has gotten the role of um of Hamlet in Corey's absence, and he's wearing. I mean, it's not all black because they're like his shirt looks to be a shade of like gray or deep purple. But I yeah. just thought it's very like theatery and very yeah. like timeless to be wearing like an all black or very dark ensemble. So he's wearing like a I mean a fancier slacks you know black slacks with what looks to either be a, like a black or like a dark 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 purple button down shirt and then a black sweater vest over top. Yeah, I like this. I think that he looks very sleek. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is on the tighter side, which is more timeless and less 90s. And I think that he looks um, very dar- uh, Doug's sister. Like Doug from oh, Doug. Judy? Judy. I think that I he would fit right in with Judy's yeah. crowd. I think he- you're right. Yeah, he got the uh, the snaps for claps on on uh, on the ready. Yeah, this is definitely a yeah a Judy thing. He does look like a theater nerd, so good for yeah. you, uh, Minkus. Yeah, dress once again dressing in the role that he's given. He his parents have a whole closet of like, and this is your theater day outfit, and this is your scuba diving outfit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He has the whole Rolodex. He has. Um, any any sort of occasion that mm-hmm. you would want, he has an outfit for. He's ready. Um, and last up on our list for Paul Rudd's Certificate of Timelessness, I have Amy here. Um, it is the outfit she's wearing when they're waiting for Alan to come home uh, from his meeting with Bob Williams. Um, she's wearing what looks to be either leggings or a skinny black jean. Um, mm-hmm. with she loves a booty, so she's wearing booties again, black booties. And I personally love her oversized red knit sweater, I would say, um, mm-hmm. that comes past the uh, badonka donk. So, and it's a bit oversized. So, I it do looks think very this is comfortable. A, it does. This is like a very much like a chilling at home, but still want to look fashion winter outfit. Yeah. It looks comfy. It looks like something that I would wear like now. Um, it's like a good weekend outfit. So 
It is very timeless. I do. I do see that. Yeah. Yeah. I do like this outfit a lot. So who are you feeling? We have Topanga, Minkus, and Amy for the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness. I will be giving this week's Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness uh, award to Mr. Minkus this episode. Wow. MVP Minkus. I thought he was like the highlight of this episode for me. So I'm happy that he gets awarded in some way. And actually, this is the first time he's ever been awarded the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness. Oh, wow. Look at that. Look at that. We have a spreadsheet now so I can give you guys fun facts like that. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're saving it for our... End of season yes. recap because we only have two episodes left until the end of the season. Can you believe it? It is coming up and we also yeah. are going to be having a special guest on our season one uh, finale episode. So that's mm-hmm. also very, very excited for that. Can you tell I didn't really like this episode? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those ones where it's like it was fine and I remembered it being on a lot. Like I distinctly remembered this episode Um, and it's. I mean, the, the the moral of the story is obvious, so it's not one of those ones where they're really, like, digging for it. But I just don't – it's fine. Yeah. I don't remember this episode that much. And I, I just, like, didn't – I don't know. Like, the my first watch, I was like, I don't really like this. And my second watch, I was like, I, I still don't like it. Like, I don't know why. I typically yeah. love all the episodes. But this is definitely on, like, the lower tier for me. I just – it did not bring me joy. I think it was one of those things where, like, I definitely had parts that made me laugh out loud. Like, the Minkus stuff really made me laugh out loud. And then, like, Sean, like, pretending to die I thought was silly. Oh, yeah. That was um, good. We didn't even talk about that. How, like, overacted his dying scene was. That was pretty was enjoyable. Good. I thought it was funny how, like, much Sean enjoyed being in, like, the fat suit. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was okay for me, personally. I didn't, I didn't dislike <laughs> it. There were ones that I've liked a lot less than this one interesting interesting but but yeah so if you would like to continue our boy meets world journey with us we are only like i said two episodes until the season one finale and then we're going to do a season one recap episode you can continue to follow us along on whatever podcatcher you're listening to now you can follow us on twitter and instagram at shit 90s pod or you can Gmail um, us at shit90spod at gmail.com. Um, if you would like to leave us a five-star review and a comment, um, I would be floored and so happy and so appreciative. Um, that would be nice. But you don't have to. But I would like you to. It would be but, great, though. We'd be happy. But you don't have to. Um and then if you've made it this far, then I am going to be sharing why I don't like mini golf. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so once upon a time, I went mini golfing with my, I think it was my entire family. I think it was my mom and my dad and my sister and me. And we were on the course and... I had been I was playing and I guess I was getting agitated because Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing well or I I don't really recall, but I swung my putter back far enough to hit my mom in the nose where she started bleeding really, really badly. 
Um, I got so upset that I made her bleed really, really badly that I ran away and they had to go find me within the mini golf golf course. Oh, my and then God. Ultimately, I think that my mom had to get driven to the hospital to to uh, see if she had broken her nose or was it broken? Stitches. Do you know? I don't think it was broken. I don't think so. But it was very bloody. Whoa. That and, is a lot that happened in one <laughs> afternoon. And that is, it, and that is why uh, since then I haven't really played mini golf. And But then it was like, but then like whenever I did, it was always like, it always got brought up. So I especially did not like. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're like, I'm not going to do this if this shit's getting brought up every time. Because it got like embarrassing, yeah. yeah. So that that is why I really wow. don't like mini golf. Um, it's a little That's traumatizing. A I can understand why. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, a lot. Well, congratulations to anybody listening. Cause you're obviously one of our patrons, so you're welcome for that story. That was a good story. Uh, and then. <laughs> I guess it was a good story. It wasn't really a good story. Well, All it's right. a bad. It's a good it's story a of a story. bad thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, mom. I wonder. I'm sure she remembers. I'm and sure I'm she sure remembers. You hit her in the face. <laughs> she'll probably like text me some more details that she remembers, um, mm-hmm. and then I can read them at the end of next episode. Awesome. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope to see you next time. Yes. Keep listening. We have our Dawson's Creek content coming out next. Uh, and then we have some special bonus content coming out in the next couple weeks. So keep oh, yeah. your eyes on that podcast feed as always. If you want to hear more of me, I'm doing community building with Josh Wiggler. Um, soon we're going to be on the main feed. A couple more weeks. Uh, but next week we're doing a live Dungeons and Dragons role-playing game. That's um, so fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be take place in the Post Show Recaps Discord. If you want to listen live, you have to become a patron. Um, but I think we're going to put it out as a podcast after the fact. So keep your eyes peeled for that because it's going to be a lot of fun. But that's where else you can find me uh beyond here yeah yeah um all right guys thanks so much for tuning in bye okay let me get a sip like it's a ritual now like i'm not even thirsty but like i need to do it before i start i need to like and then sip and then i'm ready oh maybe i need to there you go just clear it all out. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, that's right. I need the tissue. My ritual tissue. Gotta have a uh, tissue nearby. Tissue. It's always, How could it's you forget? Every time. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to <laughs> Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Splendid. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, Sarah, how are you? Let's try that again. <clears throat> I don't even know what I want to say. I mean, okay. I don't know. Hold how on. are no, you? No. You could. Back answer, up, I mean, back you up, could. Back up. You could answer honestly. Most people are just like, "I'm oh, okay. I'm good," and that's a lie. I. Well, are no, you good? I'm like You're fine. Not, okay. No, I'm fine. Okay. I'm good. To think of something funny. Hold on. Let's let's let me live. Okay. Okay. 
you want me to take it from the top and then you could think of something funny? It's, not, it's definitely not going to happen, but yeah. Okay. 